this is a snapshot, a moment, a sneak inside the minds of our graduates. This is season three, back to the beginning or back to the future. I live in London, Ontario, which is about two hours south of Toronto and two and a half hours north of Detroit and an hour and a half west of Niagara Falls, if you can triangulate that. Michael Weinberger, 2015 law graduate. I love University of Edinburgh. It was the, like the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, I met so many amazing people. I experienced so many amazing things. And um, it's greatest place on earth. <laughs> greatest place on earth. After graduating, I went back to Canada and I worked as a summer student at a law firm. And then that was up until August of 2015. In September of 2015, I went back to school. I could, completed a master's of law and finance at the University of Frankfurt at the uh, Institute for Law and Finance. And had uh, a really wonderful time there. Um, after that, I came back to Canada once again, where I uh, started my legal transition exams, my accreditation exams, which I passed. And then I studied for the Ontario Bar, which I passed. And then I started working as a lawyer in 2019. In the very beginning of my degree, it was my plan to go back to Canada. But as you spend more time abroad, um, you see that, you know, there are a lot of opportunities out there and there's naturally there's an allure or a pull to bring you, uh, or to keep you there. There was a period in my life where I seriously considered staying in Frankfurt, in Germany, but uh, in the end I came back to Canada. I experienced what I call a reverse culture shock. So I would come back after spending my time in Europe when I came back to Canada, I realized a lot of the things that we do as Canadians and North Americans were foreign to me. So for example, there were certain social interactions that happen in Canada that don't happen in, in, the, United, in the United Kingdom or in Europe. So the main one I'm thinking about is the way waiters and waitresses uh, interact with their guests at restaurants, right? Because here they're working for a tip and in, in Europe, not so much. And so the, the social interactions are far more flattering. Um, they're far more in your face. They're, they're physical even. Um, and it's, it felt almost a bit intrusive to me. Another thing that I noticed was in, in, people's, in people's fashion. In North America, men wear ball caps all the time, whether it be outdoors, indoors, wherever it may be, and it'll have you know, their favorite sport on it, which you know, I don't think I, I've ever seen in, the, in, in Europe, right? It's just, it's a strange kind of North Americanism that was kind of foreign to me. The other thing that I noticed was, at least where I live, public transit is not the greatest. And so I went from walking on a, the daily to getting in my car, 
driving to work, taking the elevator up, taking the elevator down, getting in my car, driving home. It's a far more uh, sedentary lifestyle. When somebody goes abroad, they'll, they learn a lot about themselves and they learn a lot about their own country simply because they can see the contrasting characteristics of another country. And so they're able to compare more and they were to, able to get a better understanding of the pros and cons of where they're from. So it's, it's hard to say. A lot of small events will occur in your life that will lead you to, to take a decision, um, whether they be physical, mental, uh, in your relationships as well. But for me, I would say, ultimately, living in, in Canada affords me a lifestyle and access to that I otherwise have. For example, uh, my family's here, my friends are here, um, and good job opportunities that are not always afforded to someone who might be a foreigner, for example. I work for a company that has a subsidiary in the United Kingdom and whenever I let them know that I lived in the UK uh, over the course of four years, their uh, smiles all brighten up um, and they say, oh, Edinburgh, what a beautiful place. Um, and they all have this kind of dovey-eyed face when they think of the fringe or whatever their time at the castle, whatever it might have been. And beyond that, I find with, with German companies, so my German is by no means perfect, but it's okay. Right now, I'm, I'm, I, I finished B2 uh, level German and now I'm studying for C1 and they really appreciate it if, hey, you know, you actually took the effort to, to learn my language. It's, it really goes, goes a long way. So uh, growing up, we kind of spoke a, a combination of English and Spanish. I would say 80% English, 20% Spanish. Every Saturday, my mom dragged me out to Spanish school from the ages of, gosh, four to 16. Um, I thank her now, but at the time, it wasn't so fun. But I always had an interest in going to Europe. Um, I had never been until I was, until I was 16. In, in my family, there were always those, those roots, uh, European roots that I wanted to explore. So, for example, when I was 16, the first time I went to Germany, I went with my grandfather who escaped uh, Germany as, uh, from the Holocaust. And it was really a nine opening experience to experience that. On the other side of my family, uh, my mom is Scottish English and my grandfather in particular was uh, a very proud uh, Scotsman. And so it was always something that I wanted to explore. Kind of as a, as a funny story, I remember the day before I went to University of Edinburgh, my grandmother told me, Michael, your grandfather would have been so proud. Because in our family, you know, the height of intellectual rigor and being hardworking was to be Scottish. And uh, it was something that my family was very proud of. And I remember getting to Edinburgh thinking, you know, Friday nights, everybody's going to be studying. They're going to be at the library. They're going to be, you know, very kind of thrifty and hardworking people and there I was in a club with a sea of drunken students and thinking to myself oh I'm not sure how proud grandpa would have been 
it's this like super rosy picture that people think this 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 put it on the pedestal, you know, of of what it was to be from Scotland. It lives up mostly to the truth, I would say. We also ask our guests to tell us about a place, somewhere local, somewhere that kind of captures something important, something worth sharing. Queen Street here in London, Ontario. Because in Canada, we have we have this reputation that our yogurt has more culture than we do. And when you walk down Queen Street in London, Ontario, it dawns on you very quickly that even as a, as a relatively young culture, Canada has a lot to offer, you know, excluding um, the obvious exception of, of the Aboriginal peoples here. But as, as you walk down Queen Street, you'd start off and it's called Banting House which is where Sir Frederick Banting discovered insulin, right? So we have that kind of scientific history of that incredible discovery, which has saved, you know, millions of people's lives. And as you continue to walk on, you'll see a lot of Victorian uh, style houses. You see a lot of English architectural influence. And then on your left-hand side, you'll find a great big modern glass tower called One London Place. And it just so happens on the 11th floor, the largest Canadian Ponzi scheme happened there in which a lawyer duped the banks out of approximately $67 million um, as he created fake bonds. And it kind of shows the, the underbelly of the white collar crime that one might find in, in North America and well, across the world. But I, I always find that to be an interesting, interesting story. And then as you continue to walk down, you reach the, what's called the Thames. So a lot of people laugh. In London, Ontario, it's very much like London, England. So we have the Thames, uh, Piccadilly, Oxford Street, uh, the Thames River, um, just the people are a lot nicer. <laughs> um, I tease, but uh, as you approach the Thames, you see kind of where the first uh, Canadian industry started. Um, or London, Ontario industry, which is a Labatt brewery. It's a brewery in our town. And you, it's interesting to see how London, Ontario culture and history started from, uh, I suppose, the good old beer drinkers. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another graduate and another story.